coming up on BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. The cardiac Cougs do it again, leaving Las Vegas with a heart-stopping win over the Creighton Blue Jays. Coming up, we look back with Coach Pope and Gideon George next on BYU TV. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. And now, your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside our home at Studio C at the BYU Broadcasting Building on the BYU campus in Provo, Utah. It's your weekly one-hour look inside the BYU Men's Hoops program. Always great to have you joining us live on the BYU TV and the BYU radio apps or even on demand. For those of us joining us live, uh, we're all invited to be a part and an active participant in the proceedings by using the Opine Instant Polling app. Download the app, then watch the side of the screen for poll questions throughout the show. And a reminder to use our social media hashtag, which is hashtag Pope Show. Coming up on this evening's broadcast, we will review a thrilling Saturday night win over then number 21 Creighton in Las Vegas. It was wild. It was wacky. Late game hero Dallin Hall will join us in the film room. We'll look ahead to this week's games with Western Oregon and Utah. Gideon George will be our in-studio guest. We have Q&A for the coach and Gideon. We also have fun and games, bonus fun and games for Gideon. It should be, uh, it should be a riot. And we'll have a BYU Hoops trivia question to end the program as well tonight. Let's get tonight's show underway by saying hello once again to the head coach of the BYU Cougars. He is Mark Pope. Yes. Oh, you no, this is, this is... You do it. See? It, it's, See? <laughs> I love it. How are you? Oh, gosh. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, one of these days I'm going to learn that, yes. that I bring stuff in addition to the coach just bringing stuff. What do you have here today? I got, I got, I got a Christmas present for you. It's our last show before Christmas. Yeah, it is. It's we have good. no show next week. It's snowing. Yeah, it is. It's a truly seasonal out there. Hours. I know. Tons of shoveling. Do you shovel? Do we're, you shovel? We're, well, Leanne shovels. Uh, <laughs> Leanne is, yes, she is the house shoveler. In fact, I got home last night at like 9.30 and she was out literally shoveling the walk. It was, it is, it, it very much puts so, the question my functionality. Yeah, so are we, that, are we to feel bad about this? Because I get up, what I think is a normal time, yeah. but I get up late enough that the shoveling's already been done oh. by my wife. And I oh. feel terrible every time that happens. Why am I not surprised that Miss Tan is out? Yeah, so, so but I mean, I, like, again, I think she's up really early. I think I, think I get up at a normal time. She would disagree. But uh, either way, um, she does the driveway. Yeah. I tend to do the sidewalks because I feel sort of useful if I do something at that point. Like we have one job and then and we fail, fail at it. We fail. Yeah. yeah. Well, the show's Awful. off to a rocky start because now we're both one just feeling job. terrible about our husbandly duties. But uh, there it is. So terrible. Yeah. But it is gorgeous out there. It's I do. Good. I do. It's like gorgeous. It. Okay. So I have been shopping for weeks. Oh wow. Yes. Now is this to be? Is this to be um, for later, or is it to be open now? Well, I, it's up to you. I also have a gift for Hema, but I, I don't suppose he's going to make an appearance right now. Uh, we we could get Hema out here easily. Yeah. I think. Um, should we do it during the uh, during the Just proceedings? Just know that when you open this, it is. Um, it's it's. I don't know what it is. Okay. <laughs> it's from the heart. It is from the heart. <laughs> it's Christmas. Okay, uh, we'll get Hema We're out here. We're coming off a win, and it's Christmas, hey, it's and beautiful. it's snowing. Uh, Hema can hear us. I know he can. Yeah. He's like the producer. So uh, he'll come in at some point, and we'll, we'll take care of both of us. Hema is the one person here that doesn't have to do what Greg tells him to do. He may come or he may not come, just depending on what he would prefer. I, I'm told he's on his way. He, he's probably in makeup right now. <laughs> he's, the, he's also the one guy that <laughs> gets to come on the show without yeah, getting makeup right. done. Fair enough. Um, 
So, yeah, let's, uh, here he is. All right. It's Hema Hemuli, yes. everybody. Hema. Merry Christmas. Let's go. Yes. Okay. Merry Christmas, friends. Come on. I'm grateful for you. Oh, my goodness. Okay. What was the picture? <laughs> no, we, 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 we went. Uh... Oh, no, it's in. It's, it's actually, that's the box, but it's out of the box now. This is the box that came in. And this is the actual yep. thing. Oh, yeah. oh my. It's got batteries attached yeah, to it. It does. So it's a thing you turn you on. You turn it on. Can you turn really? it on now? The thing I love, it's a mirror. So I yeah, it is. It's, it's a, it is oh, a, it is. Look at that. Oh, it's a cool. Christmas mirror you look at yourself with, with uh, uh, a Christmassy display. It's a nativity. It's a nativity. Look at that. Thanks, very, gosh. very attractive. Thank you so much. That is very cool. Coach is the most thoughtful, isn't he? he is. Which in turn makes us the least thoughtful. <laughs> I, I, I expect you to put those up in the house. They'll, they'll be up tonight. And I would like a picture of where they go. Okay. And Hema, I don't care what your family says, Greg. It's got to go up. It's got to go it's up. It's going up. There's no doubt. I love okay. it. See you, Hema. Talk to you in a Christmas. bit. All right. Thank you so much. And Leanne, I, I clearly you're a part of this. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Leanne's like, that is actually not the gift I would have chosen. <laughs> if Leanne wasn't a part of this. Uh, <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. You're, you're very kind uh, tonight and always. Thank you. Merry Christmas. So, uh, yeah. Oh, it's so nice to have you guys coming off a win, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And uh, certainly you're, you're on to other business at this point. But um, what's been kind of the prevailing thought that you bring to the show uh, tonight? Um, that, well, just life-wise, I mean, it's, just such a, it's such a special holiday season. Like, we love it so much. Basketball-wise, our guys are, like, 42% uh, focused on basketball and 58% focused on school. Finals week. In fact, as we speak, I have five uh, men's basketball players taking their American Heritage final. And if you know anything about BYU, American Heritage is like, it's some confluence of like, uh, like the Navy SEALs training school and like MIT graduate program and like playing the uh, grand master champion of chess in the world. All together, it's that type of challenge. And it's a 100-level class. Like, it's one of the first things you do at BYU. Like, my guys are dying yeah. right now. Yeah. There's been a lot of stress. We, uh, we actually had a um, – we were on the road in Vegas. Uh, we played Saturday night. On Friday night, we had got in, and we finished our team meeting. And then uh, we had a, one of our academic advisors was there kind of putting the guys through some study hall. And so the staff was in the back meeting and they were all doing a Kahoot uh, practice test. And so you could see everybody's answers going across um, the screen across the room. And so we kept, we were working and we kept looking up and almost every single question um, of the five guys that were taking the practice test, I was getting four different answers every time. So they're studying hard. Hopefully in the last 48 hours, they made some real progress. Please, everybody say a prayer for our guys. Try to take this American Heritage final. And yeah, hopefully they've all come closer to getting the same answers. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh hopefully they're right. Hopefully they're the correct right. But yeah, yeah finals week is, um, it, it is a week in which you usually, if you, if you play a game at all, yeah. 
it'll usually be a non-Division one game, and yep. you have one of those coming up yep. this week, right? And so, yeah, so uh, we've just done a, a very short practice Monday, a very short practice today. We'll try and get to a full practice tomorrow and try and get our guys' brains back around basketball, and then uh, a big game for us Thursday. Chatted about it a bit Saturday post game, but um, how big do you hope or think that one win was for this program at this point? I mean, for us right now, every single game is so huge. One, because we, we need to grow so much, and two, because these guys are growing so fast and and it's not like straight trajectory growth, it's experiential growth, and so it's messy. And so we just need all the game time we can get right now. And um, I do think our guys had a, um, you know, a great, I mean, they put on a real show uh, in good and bad, all facets of the game on Saturday. And uh, I think we grew a little bit and, and we're excited. I mean, this is a super, like I've loved this season so far because we got these guys that are hungry to grow and they're so new to here and new to this game and new to everything and they're growing really fast. And, and uh, it, it, these guys are actually super fun to coach. Fortunately, since you've been the head coach, you and your guys have had very little experience at, at having to bounce back off of consecutively, you know, two yep. or three losses in yep. a row. It's usually one and done kind of that yep. way. So when the rough times hit and come in patches, what's been the key, do you think, for this team kind of sticking together and standing? It's up? just the makeup of our guys. Um, it just, you know, we have, we have incredibly special people here um, in, in our locker room and on our team. And, and uh, they're humble and they're really hungry and, and they're, they're willing to kind of recognize exactly where we are right now. Uh, they're not scared of kind of facing the truth of who we are as a team right now. And that is super empowering because when you're willing to face who you are right now, you don't have to, you, you don't have to pretend anymore and you can just work on getting better. And that's how our guys have been. And I'm telling you, it's a, really a, an epic uh, response from our guys. After having a, a really tough week with South Dakota and UVU um, and, and just really feeling like uh, we, we, we just were not playing well, we got roster issues and all kind of stuff. And, and then for these guys to put together really a great performance. Um, you know, our half-court our half defense against Creighton was, was, was spectacular, mm. and our work on the offensive glass was beyond spectacular. And we, we didn't play great. We didn't make any shots, and, you know, we, we kind of still had some things, but the guys just overcame it with the things that we could control, and I'm super proud of them. This next question I'm going to ask you, uh, usually you have a really funny answer, and the funny answer changes each time, but in the funny answer somewhere there's like a grain of truth. Yeah. Um, what, what's an injury update for, for Spencer Johnson and Trevin Nell? Yeah, so uh, Spencer and Johnson are still, you know, um, they're still saying the same thing. They're probably, they're probably a little, wa little ways away. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're, I mean, they're hoping every day, I think they wake up and be like, I think I might be ready. <laughs> um, but I, I think they might be a little ways away. And we got some other guys that are dinged up right now. And so um, okay. we're hoping to... Hopefully by Thursday and Saturday we can have some semblance of a roster put together. Hmm. Uh, how about Trevin's rehab? How's that coming? Um, he well, he would tell you what Trevin is super excited about is his fitness level. So um, he he'd tell you right now he can run for days and he can do defensive slides with the best of them right now. <laughs> and if that's all you needed. Yeah, and yeah. He's, he's he's super fit right now. Like Coach Shork has got his 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 fitness level really high. Question is, can he take a hit? So hmm. we'll see. Okay. That wasn't as funny an answer as I thought I'd get on that one. Uh, but either way, it's, it's going to be some time yeah, still. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, let's get to the highlights and stats. You know, the, you know what's going to happen is like the day before they actually come back and play, I'm going to tell you, I don't know, man. They're probably out for the season. It's and then we, I got them on the boards the next day. Okay. I hope that had, that's happened. Uh, let's get to highlights and stats from Saturday night's game in Las Vegas. They are brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare. It was BYU and Creighton. 
at the uh, Mandalay Bay Michelob Ultra Arena. And uh, Noah Waterman clearly meaning to bank that shot. He called glass. Yes, I mean, absolutely. he called glass. We heard it. We heard it. Never a doubt. Um, I thought our guys did it. You know, we, we, we had a really great uh, assist night. Um, the guys were, were terrific sharing the ball. We did uh, struggle um, uh, dealing with their space and their pace. They really hurt us in transition. Uh, we weren't quite ready for how they were approaching the game. This was a super interesting game because two hours before tip, they found out, maybe they knew before, and we found out that their star center was not gonna play in the game. Ryan Kalkbrenner. And Ryan Kalkbrenner is not a, he's not a huge numbers guy, but his impact on everything Creighton does offensively and defensively is immense. And in terms of our scout, our entire scout was predicated on him being in the game. So I think the two hours before the game, both sides of, of you know, them and us were rewriting our entire game plan for the game. It made it super fun and super interesting. He held the lead for a lot of the second half uh, after going down eight very early in the game. And Rudy was the guy that kind of kept you in front as this thing got down the stretch. Yeah, I thought Rudy had a terrific game. He played with a ton of poise. He was, he was really aggressive where he needed to be. Now we get to the fun stuff here. Yeah. This is BYU trying to hang on to a lead that is slipping, and then it slips entirely away on a couple of made free throws. So now you're behind for the first time in a long time, and it's up to Dallin Hall to get something done here. You know, it's, it's really interesting because the guys are just, um, they just, they just don't want people to get bored, you know? So <laughs> clearly they're so in the drama. They're like, it's a 10 point yeah. game, there's two minutes left, we could just kind of wrap this up, but then what is anyone going to have to talk about? Like, yeah. there's going to be nothing. I can't, I can't so, use the nickname Cardiac Cougs if you just keep winning games by big numbers. Yeah, so, yeah. It's, just not, it's just not interesting. And so you know, these guys, you know, this generation, they want everything to be on social media and the whole <laughs> deal. And there's not a great story. So what they did is that here's what we'll do. We'll spot them 11, get down one, and then let Dallin make some more headlines by hitting a game winner. And but he does. There yeah. we go. And everyone's happy. Uh, the numbers we saw there, the number that well, one of them that really jumps out um, is the half-century mark. 50 rebounds uh, yeah. to Creighton's 29 yep. in this game. Now, yeah, Kalkbrenner's, that's an impact. But uh, there was a lot of tenacity there that just, uh, you know, it displayed the heart again. Yeah, yeah, I was, I, was, I was really proud of our guys. I mean, we went in, um, you know, we're in this space right now where we're, we're still trying to find ourselves offensively. And the way we save ourselves is on the offensive glass. And, we, and that's a control run, something we can do. And, uh, you know, and we talked about how desperate desperate we were to still really have a presence on the offensive glass. The only problem was uh, coming to the game, Creighton was the number four def percentage defensive yeah. rebounding team in the entire country. So they don't give you any space. And yes, Kalkbrenner was out of the game, but you know, you, they still got, I mean, they got, they're big and they're strong and they're physical. They're a team. Uh, Fred King just, you know, I think was eight for 11 last, last, last night. night. Yeah. State. Double, so, double, I think. So yeah. they're, you know, they're not their whole package, but they're still a really quality team. And for our guys to beat them on the offensive glass, 16 to four and, and second chance points, 21 to five was what made the difference in a game where we, you know, we didn't shoot the ball great and we turned the ball over a little bit, but um, our effort and energy was spectacular. Found a way. It was Rudy Williams' second game coming off the bench for you. Scored 26. That's a top 10 all-time number at BYU yep. for a bench player. Um, and, and he was tremendous. He's been that way. What's been required from him to make this move you made work for BYU? Well, it's just such a great, this is just a, such a great tribute to his insides. Like, what he's made up of and you know it's interesting you know when adversity hits it just it just shows the world like what you're made of 
And before the season, we had conversations with the team. We have two guys that, that we love to talk about. We love to talk about Jalen Hurt, and we love to talk about, um, so, you know, Jalen Hurt. Uh, Jalen Hurts, we're talking about the, the Eagles quarterback? Yeah, Jalen Hurts, the current Eagles quarterback. Yeah. If you remember, he was a starting quarterback at Alabama, mm -hmm. and he uh, led Alabama to an undefeated season as a veteran player. And then they get to their bowl game, the championship bowl game, and they benched him for Tua. Mm -hmm. And you watch Jalen. Could you imagine, like, as a veteran player leading your team to an undefeated season in the championship game and then being benched? But then you watch him the whole game, and all he's doing is trying to support Tua and cheer Tua on and do everything for Tua like he's in it. And we, we talked about this in media today. Like 99.9% .9 of people in the world would have folded. They would have been felt sorry for themselves or got quiet or reticent or complained or, or been holding back or whatever, and he wasn't. And, and what we've seen now is he's one of the top quarterbacks in the entire NFL right now because Arguably of what the MVP he's made of. Maybe yeah. an MVP season yeah. right now. And you saw in that moment more than any other moment what he was made of. And the other guy that we talk about all the time is Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson was the player of the year in college basketball. Uh, great, great senior player at, at Villanova. And they go to the NCAA championship game. And, and DiVincenzo has, plays out of his mind a freshman. And so Jalen Brunson is sitting on the bench for 20, 25 minutes of that championship game. And again, you could just see his heart getting ripped out of him because he's just like, this is supposed to be my time. But he was like nobody else. He just embraced it. He cheered on his guys. He was an unbelievable leader. And then several years later, this dude rolls into Vivint and just tears up the Jazz in the playoffs. And so you get to see what, you know, that, you know these games and, and the course of a season helps you see what's inside somebody. And if Rudy Williams is not showing us what is inside him right now, it's incredibly special because not only is he putting up great numbers and playing great basketball and helping us win game, win really hard games against top 25 teams, but also he's still 100% embraced the idea of being a mentor to Dallin, his, his, his teammate at the point guard and the rest of his team. And it's just, it's awesome to watch. It's just as like, it's really special. Yeah. So with uh, Rudy Williams now excelling as a reserve, BYU's new starting point guard is Dallin Hall, who early in his BYU career has already established his reputation as a closer uh, with game winners in the final seconds against Missouri State and now Creighton. And tonight we get the player's perspective on Saturday night's survival in Las Vegas as we go inside the film room with Dallin and our own Jerem Jordan. All right, Dallin, another game winner. That's just what you do now, right? <laughs> Apparently, you know, I'm trying to stay ahead of Spencer Johnson, so we'll see. <laughs> Spencer Johnson one, Dallin Hall two. Okay, let's walk through this. Uh, obviously, at this point, it's been tough. Uh, you guys have turned it over quite a bit. You've lost the lead, but you've got the ball 26 seconds left. So Trey comes up, sets an amazing screen. I am able to get downhill. You know, you have so much energy in these last seconds where it's just like you're bouncing off the walls. And so um, I felt it kind of come off a little short and followed it. And uh, the old principle of following your shot paid off well. How'd you handle the pressure of this moment? Because you guys had been up 11. Now suddenly this, this crowd, which is mostly Creighton fans, is getting pretty loud here. And you got to make a play again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these are, I mean, you don't get put in this situation too often. But it's honestly one of my favorite moments in sports in life because everything slows down and you're just completely present in the moment. I love it. Okay, defensively, you still got to get a stop here. So they inbound the ball, and what did you see? 
Uh, we were just trying to switch everything and then I kind of got caught, but we ended up switching out and then we kind of collapsed here. But luckily we made them pass it to a non-shooter and then uh, they decided to just kind of foul me at the end. You looked fired up there. Yes, I was pretty, pretty fired up. You know, there had been some exchanges throughout the course of this game, so to be able to come in with the rebound here at the end. Um, Always fun when you get pulled to the ground. Yeah, and you know Trey's <laughs> right there. He's got my back. <laughs> Trey's right there. He's going to stare at him for me. Okay, let's talk about the sequence in those uh, 214 where you guys turn it over six times. What are you guys going to do differently next time so that you keep that lead? Well, for one, we're going to work a lot on press break, I think, in practice. Uh, for two, you know, I myself got to do a better job of handling the pressure, taking care of the ball, and we got to stay on the attack, I think. Uh, they kind of caught us on our heels, which led to some turnovers where we would rather be getting layups, you know. Okay, let's talk about uh, one of the better assists in this game, the lob to Atiki. Dallin lobs it up, oh! and throwing it down is Atiki Ali Atiki. That's just tremendous athleticism from Atiki. Um, we've been working on that. We've been talking about how we want to involve him more in an aerial attack because he's so athletic. I came off, saw the big man kind of caught, and Tiki's getting downhill behind his vision, and so we were able to get that dunk, and hopefully we can get more of those. Okay, in the second half, a uh, nice half court set to Foos. So I see the big man step up, Nemhart stays with me. You know, it's two to the ball, and at that point it's just playing basketball, making the simple play, and then Foos goes and makes a great play. Same side, but uh, this time you find Gideon George for three. Yeah, I think this might have been back-to-back, -back, so I knew, you know, Foos is dominating. He can't be stopped all game. No one can stop him. And then I knew that 23, he's just going to drop to tag him, and he gets caught underneath, and it leaves G wide open for the three. How would you assess Trey's dance there? Uh, A plus for sure. <laughs> Best dancer on the team, I think. Okay, and last but not least, a little finger roll action from you. George Gervin fan? Um, not a huge <laughs> one. <laughs> More of a Steph Curry. There we go. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like this two-man game became a lot simpler just because they were so confused on what to take away because we were making them pay for bringing two to the ball. So finally, that big man just stayed with Foose. I was able to keep my dribble alive and, you know, up and over that big man like my guy Steph. How do you know in that moment you've got to get the ball up that high? Because it was extra high. Yeah, that was, that was up there. Um, just knowing, like, once you get to this level, most big men, if you don't get it up there, are going to block it. Such elite shot blockers. And so that's something we practice a lot for finishes. Okay, well, congrats and good luck this week. Thank you. Appreciate it. So under what age do players have no idea who George Gervin no, no. is, is my question. We, we both <laughs> Dallin has no idea who George Gervin is. And, in fact, as I was thinking about it, like I used to have a, a – if you remember George Gervin. The Iceman Ice poster. Yep. Yeah. I used to have a poster of him sitting on, on the, the block of ice. Up, on the block of ice. Yeah. I think his, his foot's up on a ball in my room. Yeah. And as I was thinking about talking about it, I'm like, if I told that Dallin, he would probably say, what is a poster? Yeah, exactly. Like, I, right. I think we're that generation. Yeah, not only is George, but it's like, what's a poster? Exactly. Yeah. Like, we still are, if you use the word posterized, yes. posterized is going to fade away pretty totally, soon at some point because totally. it doesn't mean anything to anybody. Yeah. George in the old Spurs uniform, right? And yes, that poster. Yes. Of course. So yeah. cool. Yeah. 
we're old. All right, uh, as we break, uh, this is your reminder that your day-to-day -day Cougar Sports play-by-play -play happens on BYU Sports Nation. Join Spencer Lidson and Jerem Jordan weekdays, noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. When we come back, we'll welcome in special guest Gideon George as BYU Basketball with Mark Pope continues. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried & Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. Intermountain Healthcare, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Cascade Collision Repair, serious about perfection. And by Smith's, fresh for everyone. All right, then welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. When last season ended, Gideon George contemplated his future and what it might look like somewhere other than BYU. But that exploration process brought him back to where his Division I career began and where it will now end as a BYU Cougar and as a difference maker in his adopted community. Please welcome back into Studio C, a senior from Mina, Nigeria, Gideon George. So good. good to see you. Thanks so for coming. Good. Thank you. good to have you. So good. <laughs> have a seat. Welcome back. We've done this before a few yeah. times. Great to have you. Uh, you are one of uh, three players from Africa on the BYU team. Mm -hmm. And Foose from Mali was here a couple weeks ago. And he said one of the things that he just really has a tough time dealing with is our, our winters in Utah. Uh, you've had winters in New Mexico and you've had winters in Utah. Are you okay with it now, or do you still just not like it? Uh, I don't think I'll be okay with it. <laughs> nah, uh, nah, I have not. <laughs> You've not come to terms. Nah, it's the, it's the code to me. So. <laughs> you played Juco ball in New Mexico, uh, New Mexico Junior College. BYU's playing football at the New Mexico Bowl this weekend in Albuquerque. Albuquerque is one thing. Hobbs, New Mexico, where you went to school, is another thing. They're not close, are they? No, Hobbs in Albuquerque. Nah, it's like, it's far away. I don't know how many hours drive. But I think it's about a five-hour drive. Yeah, it's, it's far away. It's yeah. awesome. It's, it's, you're, much, you're almost as close to Dallas, Texas, as you are to Albuquerque. You're right on the border of Texas out there in Hobbs, New Mexico. Yes. yes. There yeah. is nothing close to Hobbs, New Mexico. <laughs> there is nothing. You might as well be on the moon. <laughs> Uh, there's nothing, I'm well, not take us back. You, you had, you had to have gone, right? You had to have gone down there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I know. Three or four times. And the thing is, G was struggling with an ankle injury at the time. So I would roll in, I would roll in to, to, to try and recruit him and, you know, be so excited to watch him play. And G would roll in. Ah, coach, I got an ankle. I'm not playing today. You're like, I got to come back to Hobbs? <laughs> you know. But it was, worth every, it was worth every trip, man. Woo. That was a it. fun time. It was worth it. Yeah. So I remember a game, a BYU game that you came to on a visit. Was it the Gonzaga game? Yeah. Yeah. What? yeah. So yeah, I remember it was before the game, and for some reason someone brought you to my attention, and I was watching you on the baseline. And it was the Gonzaga game, wasn't it? That was a pretty yeah. special night. Yeah. What are your was. memories of that night? Uh, just like seeing the students storming the court after the win. I'm like, whoa, that's, <laughs> that's really dope, though. I've never seen like a stadium, like a soda arena before, you know? So that was like, I was telling like my guy that I came with, Brandon. So I was like, wow, that was really special, though. Like the way people like love their players and how the culture is out there. So, so Coach Pope, it was kind of good timing for a win over Gonzaga. It was. Gideon in the building. Uh, how would you describe your season so far? BYU season so far, this year. Um, I think we're heading on the right path. You know, like 
the coaching staff has really done done a great job like preparing us and like making us believe in ourselves and you know we hit um, some diversity and we just keep going the course and just do keep playing hard for each other and just believing in like believing in what coach Pope and his coaching staff preaches all day and so we're just trying to keep staying the course. Coach, seniors are so precious because they're leaders for you. What's Gideon's leadership style? Yeah, I had I had one of the, I haven't told Gideon this yet. I've actually told the staff, but I had a great moment at the at a uh, shoot around at Creighton in Las Vegas. So every game day we have an hour long shoot around in the morning, the day of the game, to our final preparation, install our final stuff, and kind of go over everything we practiced. And um, Gideon right now is the lone veteran presence on our entire roster that's active, right? And um, and so we're going through walkthrough, and G is taking it upon himself to be an incredible leader on this team. And we're going through the third action. We always go through three kind of three actions that we worked on, and we'll kind of all kind of be paying attention to a couple principles in the action to make sure that our guys are seeing it and feeling about how we guard. And so I've kind of gone through my two, and the play's continuing, but I'm basically done, done with it. And I hear G's voice continue on, demanding urgently that his teammates see the next part of the action. And I, like that moment will stick out in my mind forever because it just is what, that's what a, a winning senior is all about. And like when G first got here three years ago, he was still learning. Like I can see G three years ago, I see that some of our new guys now, right? Yeah. But now he's got this urgency and this presence and he's, he's playing at such an elite level on both sides of the ball right now. And it's because of it, he's just really become a, a terrific leader and a, and a great basketball player. How big was that win in Las Vegas for this team on Saturday night? Um, it was really fun. I don't know if you can see a picture, I almost choked Coach Pope out. <laughs> but, uh, I was so excited, you know, <laughs> just we needed that one so bad and we got the job done. So I'm really proud of the guys and everyone on, on the staff. Too. You, you guys celebrate pretty nicely on the floor. Like there's, a, there's an on-floor celebration, but your locker room celebrations are next level, aren't they? Oh, it is. You want to be India. <laughs> yeah. it, it is next level. It's the best. You want to be India for sure. <laughs> I mentioned I, uh, Nah, see, it's next level. it's next level. Oh, that was, and Dallin Hall, the freshman, comes in. He's got two game winners now. Man, Dow, he's just playing as if he's a super senior on this team. You know, like the way he controls like the point. And sometimes you even ask yourself, I'll be like, is this man a freshman or is he just coming out uh, back from his mission? Or because like he just, he's just so poised, like mm. he can like, control the game and like keep calm of the game. I like what he's doing though and I think he's reading on the, uh, he's heading on the right direction. I mentioned as you came in to the studio that you explored some options after your last season. What brought you back here and how are you happy you came back? Um, I'll tell you this, I fought with my brother a lot and <laughs> so <laughs> that was a fun time during the summer though. <laughs> he really understand like, you know, um, 
I'll tell the story. When I, when I was being recruited at Juco, Coach Pope had to fly to New Mexico like four times and he flew out to Pitt to come see me and my brother during Christmas. He was supposed to be celebrating Christmas with his family, but he decided to come see me and my brother at Pitt. So my brother is like, you ain't going to find no one in like America, like a coach that is going to do that, that, that is going to like, that they really care about you and that they really love you. So he's like, yeah, if I leave, like he ain't gonna lie to me. Like I'm not going to find that anywhere. Like, so I was like, uh, so there's a day I was just sitting at my house. So it hit me. I was like, I gotta call Coach Pope. Then I called him. I was like, yeah, I'm all in. So long story short, no, but there's some other pieces behind it, but long story short. Nice phone call to receive. Yeah, it was a really nice phone call to receive. Really nice. Mostly, not just because G is such a huge part of this team, but I just, I mean, you just, like, like, I love coming to work to get to coach these guys, and, like, G makes that a joy. Like, he, he makes it so fun. So it's super selfish in that sense, and not of just being about, like, I just like being around him. I like the, watching the impact he has. He's had such an incredible impact on – all the guys on the team, but especially Foos and Atiki, like you will never hear Foos talk about our team without talking about what an incredible leader Gideon is. Like I've heard him say that in the media 10 times now. And um, so I was, I was most grateful about that just so we get him for another year. All right, we'll take a break. Still on the way, Gideon and another of our special guests will play the nearly wed game when BYU basketball, Mark pressure. Polk continues. <laughs> <laughs> this is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. Seating change. Uh, today. We, we, we should do it like a, we could do a talk show. We, couldn't we? <laughs> Just put us at the desk together instead of, course, of you know. it all starts with the name. We've got to have a good name, a name that really just yeah, kind of rolls yeah. off the tongue. It really pops. Um, today's the 13th of December. Yeah. And uh, Light the World's going strong with you guys. Light the World. Brilliant. Go. Uh, Light the World uh, campaign. Your guys are big. On, you're all over it on, on social media. We see that uh, every day is supposed to be a day of service. How serving, great is giving, our social loving. media crew? Fantastic. Like, that's a, is that like the perfect capture, the perfect it's moment? Beautiful graphic. Yeah. Uh, and we can all uh, light the world this week with the second year of the uh, George Helping Hands Foundation shoe drive. Gideon and others presenting this graph. And this next uh, graphic is, I think, did Hema make this next one? Did we're saying? This shoe. Oh, the shoe, the shoe drive graphic. Uh, I don't see it yet, but we do have it up. Uh, we've got games this Thursday and this Saturday. Yep. Here we go. Um, you can bring new and gently used shoes to the Marriott Center. They'll have collection points at uh, the four corner entrances. They'll also have a collection spot at the annex that will be open until Sunday as well. It's unattended. So uh, that's all going on this week. So another way to help light the world with the courtesy of Gideon George and the George Helping Hands Foundation. And, and Gideon, you've got Well, we're going to bring in Gideon yeah. and a special guest here in a quick second. Um, <laughs> we should, let's just do it now. Let's just do it now. Do it. Let's, let's please welcome Jess Perry to the program. So... Uh, <laughs> First of all, uh, Gideon, uh, your shirt, you've got a little logo there. Yep. George Helping Hands Foundation. George Helping Hands And, uh, and the, uh, the shoe drive started actually this past week, right, because the women's game had a collection point. Things are going strong? Yeah, things are, like, going so awesome. And I would like to give a shout-out to Freedom Prep Academy. They, they did a shoe drive over there, and we had um, 1,200 shoes from them. So that was, like, really big time. And 
um, a kid and his dad just donated 137 pairs of shoes yesterday. So mm. it's like really going big and I'm really super grateful and I'm so glad for like all their support and help. They're making the world a better place. These are some of the 6,000 pairs of shoes that BYU fans donated last year. And we're hoping to even get as high as 10,000 uh, this year in year number two. So congratulations to you and the folks you're working with in getting this done. And hopefully BYU fans will bring shoes to the games this Thursday and Saturday. So Jess is here as your fiance. Yes. Congratulations. Is. Thank you. <laughs> You want to tell uh, Jess the, the engagement story? Oh, yeah. sure. Would love to. So um, Gideon, we always go on a Sunday drive every single Sunday. And this Sunday, he said we had to push back our drive. I'm like, why can we not go right now? And he just keeps making excuses. No, we need to go. And then all of a sudden, he's like, we need to go right now. We need to go on our drive right now. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, you know what? You should, you should wear something nice on our Sunday drive. Okay, I'll wear something nice on our Sunday trip. <laughs> and so we go up there. Um, we're walking around, and um, well, first we get, we usually park at the bottom of Vivian, I think it's Vivian Park, and um, that's usually where we do it. And this time he drives past Vivian Park. I'm like, why don't we go back down to the spot that we always go to? He's like, no, this place will be good. I'm like, no, I don't want to go to this place. Let's go back down. I'm like ruining all of his plans. <laughs> and then um, we get up there and he's like, let's go for a walk. And then gets down on one knee. A photographer pops out of nowhere. And then I turn around and all of our closest family and friends were there, which was so great. We had Bobby there who's in the coaching staff and we just love him so much. And he helped Gideon plan this whole thing. And we had some friends come in from out of town. So it was an awesome surprise. He did a great job. Good, good planning work, Gideon. Oh, Way to stick with it. Yeah, I, I gotta give all credit to my crew, though. That helped <laughs> make it possible for me, Bobby well, and LA yeah, and, and Trevin. Yes, uh, and Bobby, by the way, in the stands with us tonight. Um, Jess, uh, we're so glad you're here because we need you for our next segment. Yay. Uh, we are going to play not the newlywed game, but the nearly wed game. Let's get to it. <clears throat> there we go. <laughs> We spare no expense, Coach. That is impressive. <laughs> yeah. so it's, a, it's a little touches. The music. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Uh, the newlywed game. You probably know the rules. I ask you a question about each of you or both of you. You write down the answer you think the other's going to answer, and then we see how we do in compatibility. Sound good? Here we go. Uh, question number one. What's Gideon's favorite movie? Gideon's favorite movie. Ooh. I hope you have a favorite movie. Gideon's favorite movie. And you write your answer down on the whiteboard, and then we'll reveal and uh, see how close we come here. Does he even know? The Vegas Gideon is showing you with his means just yeah. got no chance right now. Uh, and he's like, hmm, what movies do I like? Uh, do no. I like movies? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think I got one. Could it be a show? Do Could it be a show? Gideon's favorite show. Let's go show. Oh, uh. Gideon, you can write anything at this point. <laughs> Technically, if you both leave a blank, that it will be correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, what, what, Gideon, what did you say, by the way, if anything? Uh, Merlin. You said what? Merlin. Oh. Merlin. And what did you say? The one with the Vikings. What's the one with the Vikings? Called? Oh, uh, I forgot the name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's our, that's our warm-up question. Uh, now we start for real. Uh, what is Jess's favorite food? Ooh, easy peasy. Oh, okay. Go. Wow. We go from go. like no clothes. Yeah, okay, got this. Okay. 
What do you say, Jess? What is it? Wings. And Gideon says? Pizza wings. Pizza okay. slash wings. That's, that's, a an answer. that's a winner. <laughs> Pizza <laughs> slash wings. Uh, number three, uh, who's Gideon's favorite musician? Musician. Someone you like Jess to listen knows. to. Jess is already all over it. I hope this one's right. Okay, Gideon, show your board to that camera, I think. Show it once you've got your answer. What do we have? Bono boy. Bono boy. Woo! Yeah. Oh, let's go. That's a match. Uh, question number four. Coach, you want to read that one? Yes. What is Jess's ideal vacation destination? Ooh. Where would Jess want to go on vacation? Uh, She's already got her answer. Uh, Mena. <laughs> I, could, I could say that, though, but... <laughs> uh, I'm curious as to what he'll say. Okay, Jess, what'd you say? I said a staycation. Oh, Ooh. staycation. Just chill at home. Nigeria Vegas. Vegas? Vegas is essentially a staycation. I loved going to the Vegas tournament last year, so that well, was a Well, a staycation guess. makes for a really cheap honeymoon. Um, yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> number five, if Gideon could meet any celebrity, who would it be? Ooh. Celebrity you'd want to meet. Oh. No, it's okay. You're supposed to know this. What is it, Gideon? LeBron James. Oh, I Le said Jesus. Oh? Uh, he says celebrity, boy. Jesus, Jesus. Hey, wait. Jesus is the answer, though, boy. Hey, hey, it's Christmas. <laughs> you might just be put on the naughty list. You chose LeBron well, he, got, he got interviewed by, no, I think it was the Jazz, yeah. that said if he could meet anybody dead or alive, he said, well, they made it specific, though. They were That's like, true. yeah, so okay. he's just a celebrity. Good answer. Okay. Uh, Coach, uh, number six. What is Jess's least favorite food? What does she not like to eat? Hmm. Hmm. This should have been a flipped question. He <laughs> is the pickiest eater. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't like. I'm trying, trying to think of food I made that she doesn't like. <laughs> You know, Gideon is a big-time chef. Yeah. I big was, time. I was, I was going to ask about that. But, you know, that might still be one of our questions. Okay, uh, she has something, Gideon. I don't think it's too much. Okay, Jess, what was your answer? I said nothing. I'll eat anything. She'll eat okay. anything. Yeah, and nice. you had to come up with something. You don't like Gary and Kulikuli, so... Like, oh, that's a good yeah, I it's like a Nigerian food, so. A couple Nigerian things? Yeah, she okay. doesn't like that one. Okay. Um, by the way, years ago, when Coach Rose was a coach, we would do game shows on the thing, and uh, one of our floor directors got, went to Arts and Crafts and made this thing up. It doesn't work, but it's my game show microphone. Oh, that is so, so fantastic. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, question seven. Uh, what other sport would Gideon like to play professionally, oh. if not basketball? E. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, Gideon, what did you say? Soccer. Said soccer? Soccer. There we go. Match, match. Good stuff. You been watching the World Cup? Oh, yeah. Who are you rooting for right That's now? That's why I came in this yeah. way. Morocco. <laughs> Morocco, yeah. France tomorrow. That's good. Uh, all right. Uh, question eight. If Jess won the lottery, what would she buy first? Mm. Jess wins the lottery. What's she buying? Uh... 
you see me i'll just keep the money but she <laughs> i know she'll spend it on uh Jess, what'd you say? I said clothes or a car. Clothes or a car? Car, clothes. Okay, Coach, question question nine. <laughs> okay, if Gideon were to cook dinner, what dish is his go-to? What is he going to make? This one sounds easy. They both are right to it. <laughs> and Gideon, the correct answer here is? Rice and stew. <laughs> They're on a roll, and this is the last one. And uh, Gideon, the question is, where did you and Jess first meet? Where did you and Jess like, first meet? Like, you say what you're thinking. This is right, Gideon. What's the answer, Gideon? I said IG. Instagram. Yeah. Instagram. Yeah. And they got on a serious roll at the end here, by the way. That was awesome. Way to go. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, Jess, thank you for coming. Thank by you the for way, having me. And playing with us. Uh, Gideon, don't go anywhere. Uh, reminder, next Tuesday, no show. It's the Cougs in Lindenwood next Tuesday night, so we're taking our Christmas break next week. But we're back on December 27th for more BYU basketball with this fellow. And that'll be uh, the 27th of December as the Cougs get ready to open their final season of WCC play. Coming up next, we'll have social media questions for the coach and Gideon when BYU basketball with Mark Pope continues. Stay with us. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried & Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. Intermountain Healthcare, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Cascade Collision Repair, serious about perfection. And by Smith's, fresh for everyone. Welcome back to the show, and it's time for some social media Q&A. Intern Shiler asking Gideon, uh, Gideon, in what ways do the holidays in the States differ from the holidays back home for you? Good question. Uh, that's a good question. Like on Christmas Day, I'll eat tons of food. I can go like around the circles, around my neighbor's house and just eat a lot of food, but they don't do that here though. Like you cannot go to someone's house that you don't know and just go knock and eat I food. I actually bet you could. <laughs> yeah, you I don't know. Try, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, yeah. I'm pretty sure everybody will let you do it. Like, give me that. It's a new tradition. We need yeah. to actually do a, uh, like an Instagram live of you just walking <laughs> over the door. Yeah, that yeah. That's awesome. Uh, former Cougar Jonathan Tabernari asks Gideon, as a foreigner, uh, what's a new cultural habit you've learned being here that you intend to keep, no matter where you live? Uh, saying the word bro. Saying the word bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> bro. Everyone's bro. Love it. Uh, and another question for Gideon. Gideon, what was the NBA draft exploration process like and what feedback did you get? Um, it was good, though. Um, I was blessed to be there and um, just seeing like how the, uh, the NBA works is not really different from what Coach Pope and his coaching staff teaches. So it's like everything is like the same thing. I'm like, yeah, I know the stuff because they taught us here. So I'm like, I'm feeling confident that we're on the right track with what he teaches. And so 
that was good and so I'm trying to work on my conditioning this year as much as I can and that's the conversation I had during the summer with Coach Pope. So that's like the feedback I got from the NBA. Especially since you got him back, can you see the benefit of the process that maybe helped him this year? Or yeah, yeah, this year? no yeah. doubt. I mean, it's an unbelievable opportunity for any player that has a chance to do it. And, and uh, it just is such a great education. So, and, and Gideon's taking a run with it, so it's been awesome. All right, two-game week for BYU this week. This Thursday, it's BYU and uh, Division II for Western Oregon at the Marriott Center. Here's our game night broadcast schedule, 8 o'clock Eastern. One-hour pregame on both BYU TV and BYU Radio. The game itself at 8 Eastern, or rather at 9 Eastern, at 7 o'clock Mountain, Western Oregon and BYU, and then postgame on both BYU TV and BYU Radio. Saturday, big sports day, New Mexico Bowl on the gridiron, and Utah versus BYU on the hardwoods. Radio pregame only on Saturday, the game on CBS Sports Network, and then the radio postgame as well. That's all on BYU Radio, 107.9 FM, and the BYU Radio app this weekend. As we take another break, here's this week's trivia question presented by Cascade Collision Repair, serious about perfection. Of BYU's last 20 games against Utah on the hardwoods, how many has BYU won? Of the last 20, how many games has BYU won against Utah? The answer is coming up next. Stay with us. BYU basketball with Mark Pope. Tonight's trivia question presented by Cascade Collision Repair. Serious about perfection of BYU's last 20 games against Utah on the hardwoods. How many has BYU won? The answer here is 15. 15 and 5 over the last 20 against the Utes. And Coach Pope, that is your second of two games this week. Uh, Western Oregon on Thursday, then the big rivalry game on the weekend. And Utah has already made some noise uh, with the win over Arizona a couple weeks back. I think Arizona was ranked number four in the, in the nation at the time. And, and Utah led wire to wire that day. Yeah, and they're playing great. Playing great basketball. They know who they are. They're playing well together. Uh, they got some veteran guys that have been together for a few years on the team. They're a good team. You like the in-state games? Gideon. Love the in-state. Oh, oh, sorry, no. Do you like the in-state games? Yeah, they're fun games. You know, it's like you play with those dudes during the summer, though, and you get to compete against them. So they're really fun. And uh, coach, you don't shy away from in-state games. You love them, don't you? No, they're special. They're re they're great. I think I think uh, it, they're incredibly competitive. You kind of throw all the metrics out the window and go fight, and it's it's actually super fun. All right, Coach, good luck to you guys in the both games this week. Uh, Gideon, continued good luck with finals. Uh, thanks to Jess for coming on. Appreciate that. Good time. Have a great week and happy holidays. It's our last show before Christmas, so we'll say happy holidays to you all and Merry Christmas. We're back in two weeks, and so until two weeks from now, for producer Hema and for Gideon and for Jess and for Coach Pope, I'm Greg Rubel. And for everyone on our crew, Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and go Cougs.